Hey everyone, welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. Hello. I just wanted to mention that there is a the director of Gremlins from 1984 has a gremlin puppet that you can buy at auction for somewhere between 75 and 150 grand. That's it. There's also Michael Myers stunt mask between 30 and 60,000. That's it. <laughs> you think they have a competitive price on eBay? I mean, it's an auction, so it could go higher, oh, right? I'm sure it will. Mario Kerner's collection, Jason Voorhees, Kane Hodder's screen matched hockey mask from part, let's see, part seven from 1988, 60 to 120 grand. So I'm reading from the Entertainment Memorabilia Live auction. You can get you can get on their list and they will send you the auction highlights and then you get this lovely little booklet. Here's the screen matched evil clown doll from Poltergeist. For two hundred to four hundred thousand dollars, my I have an idea. Okay, next time when we when we go to uh, Monster Palooza next year, yeah, just have Kane put a mask on his face for a minute. <laughs> Tell and him then it's the you, one you can sell it. <laughs> okay, because I'm sure he'd be up for that. Yeah, just be like, he can wear this for a He'd be like, Shannon, haven't I met you like seventy five times? <laughs> He has a never, he's not going to, you know how many people that man meets in a line? Gee, he's, in a, he's in a daze. He's su- super nice, but the poor man is in a daze. He's very nice, but I mean, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing and I, I admire it. joking. He's making money. I, mm. playing this cool game called The Query, it's a little bit older now. It came out in 2022, but I want to talk about it for people who are like really, really strict gamers, mm-hmm. you might find it slow but if you are like a slasher fan and you like gaming this is a fun one so it's an interactive drama horror video game by supermassive games the players assume control of nine teenage counselors who must survive their last night at hackett's quarry summer camp among supernatural creatures and violent locals players make many choices throughout the game which may significantly affect character development relationships, the story's plot, and its ending. All nine playable characters may survive or die, depending on the player's decisions. It's inspired by, obviously, teen slasher and monster films, such as Friday the 13th, The Thing. But the cast is what's really fun. So Brenda Song, David Arquette, Halston Sage, Ted Raimi, Ariel Winter, Ethan Supley, uh, Lance Henriksen, Lynn Shay. Justin Smith, they're all in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's not just their voices. They're actually in the game um, just playing characters. And so you you get to, let's say it's just two people playing. It's cooperative mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, I'll get like five of the counselors and the other person will get the other four or whatever. And then it's it's called couch co-op. So when one, one character storyline kind of hits a dead end for a minute, then switches to another counselor and then you just pass the remote over and the next person now. Oh, okay. So you, it's kind of like choose your own adventure because let's say there's a conversation that happens and you get the choice of effective affectively, you know, do you want to be a dick right now or do you want to be cool? Because that may predict your death an hour later. So, (laughs) and then there's a mode where you can be the director and you can actually be more interactive, interactive as the director. So it's kind of like, you know, being in your own horror film and the graphics are really fun. You get to, it gives you a lot of, leeway to really explore the camp so it's not one of those where you're like bound by walls and then you have to turn around like you can go 
multiple places and have all these conversations and you turn the lights off and it's like you're in, in your own little slasher movie. It's fun. That's great. Where yeah. can people find that? Uh, so they can, it's released on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows, Xbox One, and just the Xbox Series XS. So you can either get it for, you know, just the, a PC or for either gaming system. Great. Yeah. And it's brand new, right? I think. It's I mean, a, it, now it's like a year old. Ish. Yeah. But I just stumbled upon it because I just got PlayStation 5 and I found it and I was like, Hey, check this out. And it's a lot, you know, it's slow moving. It's not a, it's really about being in the story and yeah. making these decisions. So it's a very different cadence than like, you know, Call of Duty. Right. Sure. But it's questing. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of people who play all kinds of different kinds of video games right now mm -hmm. are used to questing and farming and doing, having to do all these kinds of slower things yeah. that keeps you in the game, which of course is what they want. It's fun. That's great. I actually look forward to hearing different you know if there's I'll other let you know how i you, die that you get because i think you just got your playstation 5 or the something. New, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i know those are hard to get so yeah <laughs> you can uh tell tell people the games to get i think in the horror community which would be an interesting thing for me to hear yeah diablo 4 it's out it's good Oh, good. There you go. We'll talk about that one next time then. <laughs> I want to hear about that one a little more. All right. So now we're going to do a little thing that we like to call. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. She's a slasher in her own story. That's the constipation version. With guttural noises. Number one. What was considered the first full-length horror film ever made? Because there are a lot of shorts. Right. Number two, according to a list of the most prolific serial killers, which two Zodiac signs were the most common among these folks? <laughs> That'll be fun to guess. Mm -hmm. Number three, according to Dr. John White, what percentage of serial killers are caught through forensic evidence? Mm -hmm. Now or? <laughs> uh, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> In general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think it would be a lot less back in the day. Number four. The first, I'm going to give you options for this one. The first zombie on a train film ever made is thought to be A, Horror Express, B, Train to Busan, or C, I Walked with the Zombie. <laughs> Did you now? Okay. Yes. I, sometimes I feel like I have. I know. You're the zombie sometimes, right? Yeah. Number five, one of the most controversial films of all time. This film tells the story of Italian fascists who kidnap teenagers and torture them with violence, sexual assault, and psychological abuse. Yikes. Sounds like a heck of a good time. Yeah. Uh -huh. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you for that. Ugh. I saw the movie The Wrath of Becky which we did a promo on here for, and I have posters to give away. So look for that item on our Instagram. I'm going to take a picture of the poster and it's kind of a badass poster. Like I didn't know what to expect, but it's actually really cool. So I'm going to give away a couple of those on our Instagram. So be sure to go and follow us on Instagram, Terror Talk Podcast. And so follow us so that you can partake in the contest for that. And uh, I have a lot of other stuff to give away this summer too i'm looking to gut the uh, pr closet we're okay gonna, we're gonna move some things out we have t-shirts we have sweatshirts we have 
DVD, uh, Blu-rays, there's these posters, there's all kinds of other shenanigans that I'm going to get up to, so look out for that. But I saw The Wrath of Becky. It's a 2023 action mystery thriller, and for those of you really, really paying attention, I really liked the first movie, which was just called Becky. It was a lot of fun, and so I was very excited when their PR team reached out and said, hey, do you want to do an ad for this. We'll give you some posters. I was kind of excited because I'm like, ah, I loved the first one. So this one is a premise two years after she escaped a violent attack on her family, which was the first movie. Becky attempts to rebuild her life in the care of an older woman, a kindred spirit named Elena. But when a group known as the Noblemen break into their home, attack them and take her beloved dog, Diego, Mm-mm. Becky must return to her old ways to protect herself and her loved ones somebody takes my dog i'm gonna end up in prison (laughs) yeah well she you know a version of that because going to prison wouldn't be a really super fun movie but you know she could (laughs) have she could have gone to prison for what she does in this movie anyway i watched it and uh, it's a rental right now for i believe on prime and it's a lot of fun She's a lot of fun. If you like female badass characters, Becky is a lot of fun. The Wrath of Becky is more of the same, which is exactly what you want. It's 83 minutes, so it's in the zone of like a good length. Yeah. There's gore, you know, she's covered in blood. And, uh, you know, you guys can do the search of does the dog die and know your answer. I will tell Kathy after the show the answer to that question. So she is prepared. But in case you guys want to just do your own research on that because you want to know about pet violence in movies before you watch them, please just Google that and you'll get your answer. But I can tell you that this movie was a lot of fun and it also has Stifler in it. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Sean William Scott is in this and he's a bad guy and he does a great job. He plays a, a fabulous bad guy. I, I, I recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a fun one. I watched a movie. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's a, a new one from 2023 called Baby Ruby. And it's tightly scripted world of a vlogger and influencer unravels after she becomes a mother and noted playwright Bess Wool's feature debut. Okay. So <sighs> pregnancy horror is a big thing. You seem to watch all of them. The mom horrors lately. But the, the mom horrors. Um, <laughs> yep. The mother holes. Unattended. Uh, there's so many of them and a lot of them are new. I liked the one with Diana Agron from Glee. I thought that one was really good. Clock. Yeah, that was good. I remember you saying that. So this was interesting. I, I kind of have a love hate relationship with it. it. It's really about a woman's experience of not just postpartum depression, but also the postpartum psychosis. Mm. So I'll read you a little blurb here from Roger Ebert's blurb. Uh, <laughs> little blurb, little blurb. <laughs> Ruby is perceived by Joe as a raging malevolent creature. Ruby cries all the time and Joe takes the crying personally. So um, Ruby is the, the baby. Mm-hmm. She feels like the baby is punishing her for something. There's a flaw in Joe's character. Only Ruby perceives the pediatrician tells Joe babies cry. It's what they do. Everybody tells her this, but Joe can't shake the feeling that something else is going on. Ruby seems hostile. Paranoia ratchets up. Joe wonders if her husband and her mother-in-law are in cahoots, if the neighbors are on the level, uh, or if there isn't something sinister going on. So I think 
the the topic of this film is whatever for me. It was like I'd give it like two and a half stars. But I think what Wool does well and why it worked as a thriller for me is there is a there is a Rosemary's Baby component of it. Mm-hmm. However, you really don't know her truth from reality because you are in it from the vantage point of the mother. Gotcha. And a lot of these movies, you will know what's going on mm-hmm. um, and they'll tell you what's going on. And then it's really just a f- fucking boring movie. <laughs> yeah. But there are all these really absurd things happen. And so you're sitting there when I was watching them going, either this is a really terrible movie mm-hmm. and they're, they're making moms look horrible or none of this is actually happening and she's making this up in her mind. And okay. so I won't say what happens or if it's a combination of both. So in that way, the pacing of it is really good. And then you have this weird feeling towards this newborn where you want to protect her, but then you're like, wow, she's like demonic mm-hmm. and maybe she isn't. So I thought it was a, a good ish take on postpartum di- psychosis as a horror film, as a, as, a, as it being just about postpartum and another pregnancy horror. Eh, there's so many of them. Right. But yeah, as far as the way that it ran, the dialogue, the the mystery of what's actually going on, that part worked for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where are we it sounds like that particular trope or that particular subgenre is a subgenre you found yourself in and I know they're making a lot of them and so I, I think Prevenge is probably your favorite oh my God. of the mom horrors. That and Clock was good too, but Pre- Clock. yeah, Prevenge was like if I'm just pulling from my memory of the ones you've brought yeah. to the show, I I, rem- I remember the Prevenge review because you liked it so much and then you even talked about it in a mini cast with a, yeah. uh, a chapter from a book we you we were reading at that time that I remember Snake bought for us. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's a whole memory around it and we've done, you know, over 400 shows. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me to remember that <laughs> tells yeah, right? me that there was a thing about it, right? Uh, I wanted to mention to you that remember how we were laughing a couple of weeks ago about about having seen Malum and Last Shift mm-hmm. and how yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. plan that. Well, I went and saw Last Shift. Okay. Uh, so think? I was like, well, now I got to go back yeah. and watch Last Shift. And I, I, I don't know that I'd ever seen it. And mm-hmm. it's such a great movie. Isn't it good? It's the 2014 one, you guys. And we were talking this last uh, couple of weeks ago. It's I think it, even the title of that horror week, I put like Last Shift versus Malum or whatever because we we talked about it so much. But I did want to just very quickly say that I did go back and watch Last Shift and I really enjoyed it. It's like, a fun one. Like I would put that on a top 20 list of the teens, you know. Maybe I'll make it a uh, one of our Discord nights because it's a fun one. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So if it's streaming for sure. But then I'll throw out there, uh, a newer movie that I that I saw called The Black Demon. We are full swing into shark horror season, and on our Discord, I'm starting to collect those. We are just about to do a week full. I'm I programmed a whole lot of classics. Basically, I kind of know what the people like now. We've done Shark Week on our Discord for a few years now. <laughs> I, I told you that when I'm teaching, mm-hmm. stays here between mm-hmm. us and all of our listeners. Yes, ma'am. I, I do have whatever movie you guys have playing. Uh-huh. 
on. going on my little phone <laughs> as I'm teaching in a big lecture hall. Fantastic. Yeah, just because it's like, it's I, like I miss I miss Shark Week every I, year. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Well, hopefully, you know, a couple of the nights. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm programming a bunch of movies, but if you have favorites, you want me to program on nights. Some when of you the can best commentary be is Shark Week. I on know Discord. it's great. We have a lot of fun with it, so it, it's a perfect time to become a patron for five bucks or whatever, and you know, just join for July and join us for Shark mm-hmm. Week on the Discord core because we have a lot of fun. Anyway, the Black Demon just came out, so I'm like, well. I got to see this to see if it's worth putting in the Shark Week thing as a rental. Because there are a couple of movies that we have to put that aren't streaming for people to get easily because most of our patrons obviously are horror files. So they have all the streaming services. But this one is you'd have to pay for it. So I'm like, well, I got to see it first because I'm not I don't want people to pay for it. And, and The Black Demon 2023. Oil man Paul Sturgis' idyllic family vacation turns into a nightmare when they encounter a ferocious megalodon shark. And the f- the poster is fantastic. It's got this big, massive shark on there. And I love a megalodon. Who doesn't love a megalodon? Right? Especially when they're fighting like a crocosaurus or something. But anyway, that will st- this shark will stop at nothing to protect its territory. Stranded and under constant attack, Paul and his family must somehow find a way to get his family back to shore alive before it strikes again in this epic battle between humans and nature. Now, here's what happens. They go to this vacation spot. There's a couple of kids. There's the wife, the husband. And they figure out that he's there for a job. And everybody's mad that they're there because there are all of these awful people in town that try are like predatory and try to rob her. And so they get forced out onto the oil rig, the whole family. And then there's a big ass shark that, you know, eats someone and does this and does that. My issue with this movie is that if you are a fan of shark horror, even if it's bad CGI and really cheaply made and, and, you know, sharks of the corn or whatever, you want it to either be cheesy or funny with bad CGI or you want the CGI to be amazing and then you get a lot of it. We want shark attacks. We want gore and we want people getting eaten and picked off like a slasher. Those are the really fun shark movies. Unless you're going, we're very good, like Jaws. You know, there are a lot of shark horrors that excel in those areas and then there are a lot that are just ridiculous i mean one of the ones i always program is avalanche sharks because it's sharks in the snow and i just don't see how oh that's not lovable no we watch it every year but anyway the problem is is that this is more of a family melodrama and when you see the megalodon which there are two or three shots of this guy you know eating people it's fucking awesome that's cool like the it's like oh yeah you know you get that feeling Mm -hmm. in the movies where the cgi is amazing Mm -hmm. but you only see it like twice that's all their budget had exactly yeah that's hard that is hard i mean there's a there's a there's a chunk in there where you know the guy that's the engineer on the oil rig is really great and the acting's good and and all of this but i don't know i was very disappointed i'm sorry thank you Moving on. I'll get over it. Suffice it to say, I'm not programming it for <laughs> for our Shark Week. Okay. <laughs> I watched a movie from 2017 called The Devil's Candy, which I had never seen, and I really liked this movie. It's it's streaming on Shudder right now. And it's also another Rosemary's Baby-ish type of movie. However, 
focus on the dad, which I think is cool. Uh, uh, young Ethan Embry and um, Sheree Appleby are the parents in this. It stars Ethan Embry as a professional artist, Jesse Hellman. Essentially, what happens is it, it's they compare it to a father's vision of an, of the apocalypse. And so Jesse Hellman, who's played by Ethan Embry, he's a painter who must sell out a little bit more regularly in order to pay off a new mortgage. He's plagued by demonic visions. He is literally possessed after he moves into his new home, blacking out and painting a satanic portrait of children suffering. These children want to be set free by Jesse's painting, but it's unclear whether or not that puts Jesse in league with divine powers or Ray Smiley, who's a creepy overweight killer who stalks Jesse's family because he suffers from similar visions. This movie has a lot of it puts you in a in a constant state of fear Mm -hmm. so you you really don't know what's right around the corner and then ethan Embry's character is like really solid i thought he did a really good job in this and i like movies like this that focus on the dad because it's always the mom who's like screaming and running around and she's lost (laughs) her child and you see a very you see a very different you know because it's like a masculine fear yeah um and what he has to do to save his family and how he's also getting pulled deeper and deeper into the possession all the while his daughter who is deemed the devil's candy and can be the only one that can feed the demon he's trying to protect her so i thought it was really fun yeah, it was good too. in it that you've seen it yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a good one and i yeah. had never watched it and i'd heard of it so i went back and watched it so those of you who haven't seen it it's on shutter right now and i really recommend it Yep, I liked it too. I gave it a solid rating and I remember that music was a big part of it. Yes. And it's very rock and roll metal. Yeah, he's like a big uh, metal fan. And yeah. The daughter and the wife's just like, okay, guys. <laughs> so if you like, you know, metal music being a, a part of your horror movie and, and an integral part, like the sound is, is a piece of it. Yeah, yeah. You should absolutely give it a shot. I have one more movie and then we will get our answers unless you have something else. No. I saw this movie called Nefarious, 2023 horror, mystery, and thriller, 98 minutes long. Uh, audiences like it. Critics hated it. Uh, I under I get it. On the day of his scheduled execution, a convicted serial killer gets a psychiatric evaluation during which he claims he is a demon and further claims that before their time is over, the psychiatrist will commit three murders of his own. Now, you read that, you know I'm watching that. That's a oh hell! This is going on my list. That's like you're. It's like yeah, <laughs> and it's Sean Patrick Flannery. I know. He looks wow. He doesn't even look the same. Yeah, he's older now, and he looks plays like he's had some plastic surgery. And he plays the serial killer, and then this guy Jordan Belfi plays the doctor, and it's basically a one room. It's a one room drama. I mean, there there's obviously scenes from other places, but most of this goes on in this interrogation of this death row guy. What I will say about this movie is that I don't care what the critics say and I don't care if this is an unpopular opinion, although I think he has a lot of positive audience scores and I know it was like an indie film and I think it was probably at festivals or whatever, but it's not that deep in that way. It's really fun, like not fun in a, oh, we're going to laugh and it's one of those goofy horror movies, but for me and for anyone who is interested in the mix of psychology and demons and possession and 
multiple personalities and psychiatric evaluation and forensic interviewing and all of the things. It's wordplay. So like I said, it's in one room and it's these characters. And I thought that I thought the acting was really solid. I think especially I thought Sean Patrick Flannery did this a really good job. I've seen back and forth on on what you know what he what that people thought of him, but he's I thought he was really good in this. And I just think for anyone who likes any of what I just said, it's a solid, underrated, not very much watched flick. So cool. Yeah, it's a recommendation from me, but again, specific to audiences that like what I said. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear some answers, too. (laughs) What now? I don't know. (laughs) What was considered the first full-length horror film ever made? I really don't know. 1920, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Ah, yes. I mean, I've seen that now that you say it. Okay, cool. I don't know that I've ever even seen it. That's how much of a horror fan I am. I've seen like parts. And I might sleep. We would sleep through it, I imagine. Uh Yeah. Number two, according to a list of the most prolific serial killers, which two zodiac signs are the most common among these folks? I'm going to take a huge guess. How about that? Because that's kind of fun. That's kind of why I chose it. How about Leo and Taurus? Gemini and Virgo. Okay, I didn't even hit one of them. (laughs) Dahmer Dahmer and Berkowitz are Geminis. And Ed Gein and Henry Lee Lucas are Virgos. That makes sense because Geminis are shady as fuck. Yeah. Like you got like the Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, shady. Shady shit. Sus. Sus. Number three, according to Dr. John White, what percentage of serial killers are caught through forensic evidence? Uh, 23%. Five. Okay, so there it is. The, the reason I why... I knew it was low. <laughs> yeah, the reason why when you ask, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, does that mean now? I think the whole reason for the question is, is, like, they don't really end up getting caught because of evidence. They get caught because they either turn themselves in or yeah. something, you know. They want the... Yeah, the notoriety. Mm-hmm. Number four, the first zombie on a train film ever made is thought to be Horror Express, Train to Busan, or I Walked with a Zombie. Uh, Train to Busan. Horror Express, (laughs) Spanish film from 1972. Cool. Number five, one of the most controversial films of all time. This film tells the story of Italian fascists who kidnap teenagers and torture them with violence, sexual assault, and psychological abuse. That would be a film called 120 Days of Sodom. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> A.K.A. Salo. Salo. One so uh, Shannon and I have seen this embarrassingly too many times to count. <laughs> it's one of the most disturbing. It's on a lot of like you, most you disturbing most disturbing films ever made, like with Cannibal Holocaust and all that. It's on a lot of those lists. And uh, yeah, I made Kathy watch it many years ago. It's awful. And then we watched it again. Again. We almost made it a Halloween tradition. <laughs> I remember you going, somebody else was in the room watching it with us, and I remember you going, please just turn it off. Are we really watching this again? <laughs> it's like, no. And then we all just bust out laughing because oh, it's like, mm, fuck, what, what are we it's doing? It's offensive. What, what are we doing with our lives, people? 
All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Terror Talk. We appreciate you. If you want to join us for Shark Week, just join our Patreon and I'll walk you through joining the Discord if you like to watch movies with other like-minded folks. We would love to have you. Until next time, we're going to go into Black Mirror next week, so stay tuned. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.